It's time for The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. It's Friday, August 12, 2016. We have uh, 21 vessels on today's Columbia River ship schedule, so lots of opportunities for ship watching. In our marine weather forecast, we have north winds 10 to 15 knots, gusting to 20 later on in the day. And today we're going to talk more with veteran commercial fisherman John Corbin. We're talking about the Northwest Dungeness crab fishery. And today we're going to talk about kind of a, a very basic thing about crabbing, and that is what is a crab pot? and how does that work? So I'll share that with you in just a moment, but first let's take a look at our ship schedule for the day. We have eight inbounders, seven in the the Astoria anchorage, and uh, six outbounders heading downriver and out to sea. Our first arrival in the river is the Momo Glory. She's a bulk carrier arriving from Vancouver, British Columbia, headed for Vancouver, Washington. Her cargo will be bentonite clay. She will um, pass Astoria around 3.30 a.m. and arrive in Vancouver around 9.30 a.m. The Merit Trader is arriving from South Korea, headed for Vancouver's Anchorage. She will be um, passing Astoria around 4 a.m. and arriving in the Anchorage around 10 a.m. today. The Saldana is arriving from South Korea, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She's a bulk carrier, uh, eventually picking up wheat upriver. She'll arrive in the Anchorage around 11.30 a.m. The Global Innovator is arriving from Japan, headed also for Astoria's Anchorage. She'll be heading to the port of Portland eventually to pick up a cargo of potash, but look for her arriving in the Astoria Anchorage by about 2 p.m. The Federal Cardinal is next on the inbound schedule, arriving from Vancouver, B.C., headed for the anchorage off Rainier, which is just opposite Longview on the river. She's going upriver to pick up wheat, and she will uh, pass Astoria around 6 p.m., look for her in the Rainier anchorage by about 9.30 p.m. And it's interesting, in that Rainier anchorage, they actually have, uh, they anchor the ship on one end, and they tether it on its stern. They, They attach it to an anchoring buoy there, so the ship is held at both ends, which prevents it from swinging with the tide because the river is fairly narrow there and the currents are quite strong in that area. The MG Kronos is our next inbounder, arriving from Japan, headed for Astoria's Anchorage. She'll be heading to Kalama eventually to pick up corn, soy, or wheat, but look for her arriving in Astoria's Anchorage off the downtown waterfront around 11 a.m. The Argent Sunrise will be arriving offshore, headed for Kalama. She'll be passing Astoria around 11.30 p.m. and arriving in Kalama by probably around maybe 5.30 a.m. on Saturday. The Andalusian Zephyr is arriving from Coos Bay. She's headed for Longview, uh, picking up logs there. She will pass Astoria around 11.30 p.m. and arrive in Longview by about 3 a.m. on Saturday. In the Astoria Anchorage, we have the Crimson Kingdom heading for Kalama to pick up corn, soy, or wheat. She'll be leaving around 8.30 a.m., and you would maybe see her in Kalama by about 1.30 this afternoon. That leaves the Alpha Melody, the Andrea, the YM Endeavor, and the Geneva Star all awaiting orders in the Astoria Anchorage, which is right off the downtown waterfront. So from the Riverwalk, you can get a really good uh, look at those uh, ships waiting in the anchorage. And our outbounders, the ATB Sound Reliance is leaving Portland. She's carrying petroleum in her barge. She's an articulated tug and barge rig, leaving around 6 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around noon. And she is a Crowley maritime vessel. Uh, the Roscoe Palm is heading out of Kalama, corn, soy, or wheat on board there. She's a bulk carrier, leaving around 11 a.m., passing Astoria outbound around 5 p.m. The Santa Vista is a log ship that comes into the river quite often, sometimes to the port of Astoria, actually. Her cargo is, o- is always logs, at least here on the Columbia. She's leaving Longview with logs on board, leaving around 2 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 5.30 p.m. The Orient Hope is leaving Longview carrying logs also, leaving around 5 p.m., 
passing Astoria outbound around 8.30 p.m. The Feng Tian is leaving Portland with soda ash on board, leaving around 5. That would put her um, past Astoria around 11 p.m. And the Sai T1 is leaving Longview with wheat on board, leaving around 5.30 p.m., passing Astoria outbound around 9 p.m. And a little more from our marine weather forecast. We have in, at the mouth of the river in the main channel combined seas 4 to 5 feet today and tonight. Seas are going to temporarily build to 5 and 6 feet during those max ebb current periods that I tell you about. Um, 1 p.m. Uh, Friday and around 1.30 a.m. on Saturday. So about 12 hours apart. And there are times when it can get very turbulent and dangerous on the bar, which is why it's part of the marine weather forecast. Uh, we have wind waves overall ar- across our region at, at sea. We have wind waves from the north, three feet at about four seconds, and northwest swells, five feet at eight seconds apart. Patchy fog is on the uh, in the forecast for this morning. And now we'll hear more from my interview with longtime commercial fisherman John Corbin, all about the Dungeness crab fishery. Today we're going to talk about crab pots. Well, this is a, a very simple question, but it may be a question that, that some people don't know the answer to. And, and what is a crab pot? I mean, it's not really a, a pot like a pot you put on the stove. Right. So what is it, and what does it look like? Well, another term, we don't use it much, but some people refer to them as traps. And uh, they're, you know, roughly 100 pounds, uh, anywhere from, oh, they're round. They're anywhere from 34 to 42 inches um, in diameter. Uh approximately 12 inches tall and there's a couple of tunnels that the crab can walk up and get inside you put bait inside the pot which attracts them crab comes up and he's looking for that he's looking for that way in and he finds that tunnel he crawls in and there's triggers in that tunnel that will allow him to walk in one way but then the triggers close and he can't get back out the other way and so he's he's in there but uh, yeah, that uh, a crab pot is uh, you know roughly a hundred pounds um, uh, steel, and um, with a mesh kind with of with a with a wire mesh wire around mesh. it, and okay. yeah, when the crab come in, um, they're stuck in there unless they're undersized. We have escape rings that will allow the smaller crab to escape again because we're not targeting the smaller crab. So what is a, a crab pot? This is a pretty pretty significant financial investment if you have 500 pots. What does a pot cost for a fisherman to buy? You know, my gear, uh, the, the crab pot's about half the cost. The the line and the buoys and the bait bags, the others. And ours run about $300 a piece to rig them completely. Wow. Wow. Okay. So now you mentioned something like, uh, you know, you might uh, one... Um, boat might have 500 pots it's responsible for. So um, I've been out on the water and seen the floats. So so I I understand that that you take them out there and you essentially place them and wait for the crab to find them. So can you talk about that process of putting the pots out there and then gathering them? How long do you wait and where do you put them? Well, we have a, uh, I believe it's 64-hour setting period ahead of the season. Oh, I see. Okay. That they allow us to take all the, get all the pots baited and out into the ocean before we can ever start running them. Then, typically on December 1st, if we don't have any kind of a delay, December 1st we start running the gear. And um, um, then you can start um, lifting the pots up, taking the crab out, rebaiting them. And typically, you know, we'll, go, we'll start with pot number one, and when we finish pot 500, it's time to go back to pot number one and get started again.
And that was veteran commercial fisherman John Corbin. He's been fishing for 38 years in the Pacific Northwest in Alaska, primarily for Dungeness crab. And today we talked with him about uh, what is a crab pot, a crab trap, and how does that all work? That's the way the crab uh, get from the ocean, part of, part of the process of getting the crab from the ocean to your table. And we'll talk more next week about the Dungeness crab fishery. We'll hear more from John Corbin. You've been listening to The Ship Report, the show about all things maritime. I'm Joanne Rideout. Thanks for listening. You can find a podcast of this program on my website at shipreport.net. Have a great day.